The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast, the Masters Class, here with our Masters of the Ring, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray. Don't forget, you can hear the Masters Class each and every week exclusively on the Busted Open Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go to Sirius XM Fight Nation. We are live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And if you like us even more, go to podswag.com slash Open for brand new merchandise we just dropped. So make sure you go to podswag.com slash Open. And this is an interesting topic today, gentlemen, because coming off of what we're seeing with AEW, with AEW All Access, my question to you guys is are we pulling the curtain too far back and are we more interested in what's going on behind the scenes than what's actually going on in the ring and I know that's a topic that is very interesting to all three and Mark I can see right away that you have a lot to say so let's start with you Mark are we pulling the curtain too far back yes we're pulling the curtain too far back Dave not only are we pulling it, it's our fault. It's our fault based on money. And, and, and bullying, I always come back to the money. We didn't want to pay taxes on uh, being athletics, so we became sports entertainment. We pulled the curtain back. We started doing reality TV. Everybody wanted to be a star, get that extra buck. We did it to ourselves. Now we're in a, in a place where people expect an all-access show. All our friends and family have at least once go, hey, you think I can get a backstage pass? No. Now? Oh, yeah, cool. All right. I'll get clearance. Like, we, we acquiesce to everybody's whim, what they want to see behind the scenes. And, and it's, like I said, it's our fault. You don't see David Copperfield. You don't see um, uh, David Blaine and people doing all access shows. You know why? Because the shit's a secret. It's a personal craft that nobody is supposed to see. But you wonder why ratings go down? Because people are saying, you know what? I'll record it 
and then I'll watch the all access afterwards. It'll explain everything. Fucking tired of it. All of it. Well, you just said something, Mark, that's very interesting to me. And you talked about the ratings. And I think the way people view... I, I, I always watched pro wrestling like it was a sporting event. I had to watch it live. I had to watch it in the moment. Uh, and now it fe- I feel like a lot of wrestling fans feel like they don't have to. They don't have to watch it live. Because of social media and because of dirt sheets and everything else, Like it's not something that they have to be on their sofa at the time live. Now, Bully, I see you shaking your head. Do you disagree with that? I think people feel like they don't have to watch it live and can catch it on clips on social media or listen to us on Busted Open. Listen to us. Or, or read uh, read somebody else's review because we're not getting enough must-see television. If you are inspired to see something, you're not going to wait till the reports come out. You're going to park yourself in front of your television at 8 o'clock on a Monday or 8 o'clock on a Tuesday or 8 o'clock on a Wednesday or 8 o'clock on a Thursday or 8 o'clock on a Friday. Friday. (laughs) If if wrestling companies are putting out must-see television, you're not going to want to wait to have to read it on social media. You're not going to want to wait to see what we have to say about it. You're not going to want to wait to hear what somebody gave it, what star rating somebody gave it. I have to see it, and I have to see it now because it has me so invested. So I don't agree. I, I, I understand what you're getting at, but I don't agree. I, I think if we were giving people what they were getting, and I'll just use the Attitude Era and ECW as an example, because I have heard fans before when it came to ECW, people, I've heard it's this not story. not like it used to be. And I'm sure Tommy has heard this story. People would leave the bar at a certain time to get home to watch and record ECW, watch it because they had to see what was going to happen next and record it because of the tape traders back in the day. And they recorded it for the people that they didn't get to see it because they wanted to share that ECW experience. Attitude era, no brainer. When you were doing ratings like an 8.1, your ass was parked in front of your television set at 7.45 on a Monday just in case Raw went on earlier, they did something crazy. You wanted to see it. Must see television. As far as the curtain being pulled back too, too much, Mark said it. And he, what he was, if you read between the lines on what Mark said, Vince didn't want to pay taxes no more on being seen as a real sport. Thus, getting it declared sports entertainment didn't have to deal with athletic commissions, different tax brackets, stuff like that. I believe that the curtain has been pulled back entirely too far on the world of pro wrestling. Last week, when I was watching the Dusty bio, I'm watching and listening to how people reacted to Dusty during his promos, during his entrance, during his victories, watching the lengths that he went through to keep the business strong, i.e. walking around his house with the cast on, so even his wife and kids weren't quite sure what was going on. Fast forward 30 years later, 
when they threw Tommy, who threw fire in the Sandman's face? Tommy. I blinded the Sandman and throw fire in his face. You blinded the Sandman. So what did Sandman do? He walked around the streets of Philadelphia for two months with one eye covered. So anybody that saw him in the streets of Philly saw him with one eye covered because Dreamer blinded him. We've this is this is going to the to the farthest lengths to protect the business. But on the other side, we pull back the curtain so far that we see on these television shows, guy A talking to guy B right after they had a blood feud match and a blow off or girl A and girl B. I know we've seen it before. That doesn't mean we need to keep showing it. This is why I appreciate a guy like MJF going to lengths above and beyond, keeping his character strong, even when you meet him. Because you see this asshole on TV named MJF, then you wait three hours in line just to meet him, and he signs your action figure and then takes your action figure and throws it across the room so your fat ass has to waddle and go pick it up. Now, the asshole that you've seen on TV, you have now met in real life, reinforcing the fact that he's an asshole. And I think it goes, it's it's pretty crazy because I listen to younger wrestling fans, guys. You know, I'm talking about, when I say younger, obviously I'm 51, so I'm talking about wrestling fans in their 20s and 30s. They don't look at pro wrestling the way that we look at pro wrestling. They really do look at it as a show, as a performance. You hear it. Instead of saying, like I used to say, hey, I'm going to the matches. I'm going to the show. Instead of saying pro wrestler, they, they say performer. They really look at it like it's a TV show or, a, or it's like a movie. They almost expect for that person to completely change once that camera's off. And to me, that was always the magic of pro wrestling is, is the believability and thinking that it, that it was real. That's, that's a big part of wrestling today, Mark, that's completely gone. It is, Dave. I've had, and I know Billy and Tommy have had the same. I've had people come up and go, hey, man, uh, I really respect and appreciate what you did with your body for us and our entertainment. And I, I'm, it's, 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 it's like you, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I was doing that for my legacy and who I competed against I, I wasn't in fact sacrificing my body for you I was sacrificing my body for how I was going to be be perceived to my for my peers and to let them know that I'm willing to sacrifice just like they are to them not to the fans I performed and and at a high level for the fans because I wanted to be famous. I wanted to make a dollar, but my body, I, you, you can't walk up to me and say, thank you for sacrificing your body because I was not doing it for you. Wow. I did it, I did it for Tommy. It's very interesting that you're willing, bully. willing to admit that. That's, that's truth. It's the truth. Rock stars become rock stars, yes, because they love music, but they want to hang out with girls and have a good time. Pro wrestlers, they become wanna, pro. Go ahead. Really, also to that, they also 
want to show the guys that are doing the same thing they're doing, I'm better than you. Sure. Pro wrestlers become pro wrestlers because, yeah, we love pro wrestling, but we are feeding our own egos. Yes. The whole thing about the fans is actually very secondary. I have not met a pro wrestler yet who said, I wanted to be a pro wrestler because I wanted to entertain fans all over the world. Yes, that becomes a byproduct of it, but you become a pro wrestler because you watched pro wrestling as a kid and you're like, I want to do that. I can do that. And you're feeding your own ego. And that's a brutal truth that not many people are willing to admit. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Tommy? Uh, there's a lot here. Um, listen, I get asked all the time uh, about Mark. 
how strong was Mark? And I tell them real stories. If Mark went up to them, and because it was, everything that Mark ever did strength-wise was real. If I went and said, oh, well, they really, you know, they hollowed out a car and they weren't really driving fast, or he didn't pick this stuff up, it was fake weights. Then Mark's not the world's strongest man. Mark is the world's strongest man because we've all seen it. We've all held, you know, testimonies to real life things that Mark has done. When we're talking about the the AEW All Elite thing, I watched it twice, the All Access. I watched the first one, the second show first because I had to cover it on the show. And then I went back and I watched the replay. I enjoyed the first show. Why? And this, you know, I would always say if the fans knew the going behind the scenes more, they would appreciate more like the whole Adam Cole storyline, uh, not storyline. What is going on in his real world? Um, then we get to the Britt Baker part. If I'm at this time and I know storylines change, am I supposed to like Britt Baker or am I supposed to hate Britt Baker? Then it goes to, well, I really like Adam Cole, but if I don't like his girlfriend, what does that say about that individual? And then like, I watched the second one and I got mad. Here's why I got mad. Right down the steps, they're showing Soraya and whoever she was cutting a promo, literally right through the curtain. You don't need to do that, in my opinion. You don't need to literally go. It's literally, let's pull the girl we sawed in half. Let's show her get out of the thing. I know and what then, scene you're talking about, Tommy. Just to jump in for a second, they had Soraya cutting a promo on Britt Baker, and she's saying, why isn't Britt Baker here? Britt Baker should be here. And on that all-access show, they showed that Britt Baker was actually like correct. 10 feet away watching the promo and, and laughing about the promo. I, I agree with you. When I saw that, I was like, "That's see, now I saw that, and I was like, that actually affects the show now. Correct. That, that, so and now, like... If the next time I see something like that happen, I'm not going to buy in because they just, like you said, they showed me the woman, you know, right after she gets sewed in half, you know? It's killing your own credibility. And then here's the other part. That's lazy. You could have gotten that same effect by literally pulling all your talents aside and interviewing them separately. The other part of all this this was from the first show, Sammy, Brian Danielson. And yes, this has been done before. Same thing, coming through the curtain and then talking. Sammy's supposed to be this prick heel. I like Sammy Guevara now because he tells me about working at uh, Whataburger. He tells me watching Daniel Bryan wrestling, and then he's going to wrestle in two out of three falls. The nerves, the buildup, talking about it with his girl, all that stuff, that is real compelling because that's real. But then when you show, like, here comes Brian Danielson and they're talking afterwards, oh, dude, you did great. He's bloody. He's all that stuff. You could have gotten that same effect without interviewing. You could literally have, hey, uh, Sammy, this is what Brian just said about you. And you show him on a tablet. And you would see that same reaction of what Sammy is talking about and crying. But then it gets to... I now like Sammy and that hurts your character. And if it hurts your character and you're going to be a heel, 
if I like you, you're no longer a heel. And if you're designed to be a heel, but we like you, you're a heel with no heat. And then you're a heel that is replaceable. Or, and then if you're going to be this baby face, which you already were, you're affecting your own money by doing, look at, Bubba had talked about it before. The Eddie Kingston, Sammy thing. They kind of had a sit down. Eddie's like, listen, I'm cool. You want to do your shit? You do your shit. We'll, we'll come, we'll work together, we'll do a thing. If not, cool. That's real. Like, you know, there's people that you work with in an office. You know, you're not boys with. You're not going to go out to eat with. But you got to work with these people. Um, when Eddie it's came across real. Oh, because Eddie is real. Sammy didn't. Actually, if, no, he did come across real. I think he showed his true colors that he's wishy-washy. And he talks a lot of shit when there's a people around. But when he's one-on-one, he ain't so tough. Because Eddie would reach down his throat and pull out his lungs. Well, I'm talking for what I saw, and you're talking episode two. I saw. I'm talking episode one. I get. I get it. Um, but then that's a whole other thing. Like when Ty and Sammy go out there, the people boo them. Man, yeah, you do have heat. So it, it's it, it's it doesn't help your business. And if you think about what hurt AEW's business the most. The press conference, the behind the scenes that we all heard and witnessed. And then it was everything started unraveling real quick. And it hurt that company in the, because it happened right then and there. And everyone still speculates, talks about it. But now we're showing stuff. The biggest part of all reality show, what's it called? Scripted reality. But the, Tommy, the press conference, the press conference wasn't intended no, I understand that, but what so, I'm just saying is... I don't think the press conference is a bad idea. I actually enjoy the AEW press conferences, but I think that's just one guy who went a little too far. Yes, which, but okay. what I'm saying is all the behind the scenes put a negative light on a company that was pretty much overall positive. True. And then and you're also now bringing people back and you're opening the door for, like, e even reality shows. <clears throat> I watch a lot of them. Again, scripted reality. Some people aren't even dating, all that other stuff. I know people, we all know people in this room who've been on reality shows. Um, if you're going to be on a reality show like that, you can also script a lot of that as well. But also, like I said, there was lazy editing and different ways to show it to make your company even special and stuff like that really bothers me from a... I'm a television person. I'm also a creative person. And I was like, it's so friggin' simple. Do you have any clue if one of the girls would have walked through that curtain and Britt Baker would have said something or Saraya? And what did you say? And they start coming down that curtain, a little bit of a full people there. Whoa, wait, these people really don't like each other. Then I'm going to pay to see these two women fight at Wembley. If that's in my thing. But now guess what? I know they're friendly in the back. I'm not going to believe that. And the, so you and the just thing hurt that your own business. And the thing that bothers me more than anything, Tommy, is that it doesn't seem to bother them. Like that, that's the type of thing where I would be like, that's got to be certain things need to be protected. And that's why the whole theory of pulling it way too far. Once I saw <laughs> that and they let that be on TV, that's that's a message to me as a fan, like that it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But Dave, because we also all, had we had Brit on the show. I'm sorry to cut you off. We had Brit on the show. Number one, you forget about it. That you're, and then number two, 
you have to do it because your boss is involved. Bubba said a great thing about MJF. They interviewed him, goes, oh, what? How much is going to, you're going to do this for free? <laughs> we haven't seen a lot of MJF. Or you could just say, here's the greatest thing. I don't feel comfortable with these cameras coming around. But that's what MJF is doing. If you notice on the two episodes, MJF has been on very brief on both episodes, and he's an asshole to the cameraman. He's like, get that camera out of my face. I'm not doing this shit. He's still playing the character. It is kind of like you're behind the scenes. You see a little bit behind the scenes, but he's still saying, hey, I have worked my ass off to make this character believable to the masses. To get, I have worked my ass off to get people to hate me. Why am I, why am I going to screw this all up right now for this show? I'm not going to do it. He refuses to do it. And again, I'm going to continue to feel the way that I do about MJF. That show is not going to affect that. I'm more invested in Brit and Thunder than any feud that's going on in AEW right now. Because what that's I, your Wembley match. I mean, seriously, like that, like with, with hearing from, first of all, we didn't get this on dynamite guys, but we got it on all access. Thunder's story. Thunder explained her story, how she fought to get the opportunity to go to AEW, how much that opportunity to win the title meant her. That never played out on dynamite. And then you get Brit with other wrestlers in the roster, blaming Thunder for her injury and not being able to be there to defend that championship. I, I That hasn't been played out on Dynamite. So it's almost like it's saying, hey, the stuff on Dynamite, that's that's the predetermined stuff. But the stuff on All Access, that's the real juicy stuff that fans are going to be interested in. And to me, it kind of overshadows what's going on on Dynamite. I mean, that's just my opinion. If I was booking the place... I was booking the place right after that episode aired. I would have put Thunder on a plane and made sure she was at Dynamite on Wednesday. And we know Thunder can talk. She talks every Friday on Busted Open. I would put Thunder and Britt Baker in a ring face to face with microphones and tell them, go ahead, now talk. Well, well, Bully, that's the other thing is now Thunder is on comment does the Spanish commentary for Dynamite. She's there every week. So like, you know, now you're leaving it open like something that so you probably why isn't creative doing something about well, it. Well, well, bully, that's but see that's the question that I have. If there's real animosity there where it seems like it is cuz it's playing out on this show, right? If you didn't want people to know about that, and you wanted that you're you're trying to squash that, and you're saying, "Hey, let's focus on our business. Let's focus on dynamite. Let's focus on this women's division. Let's focus on the storylines that we're trying to present." And we don't want people to know about the real life drama that's going backstage. Then I get it. But now you've exposed that on the other show, so now it's out there for everybody to know about. Right now, and and you guys know how much I love AEW, how much I support AEW. And and I give them the avenue here on this show because I want them to do well and I want them to not just survive. I want them to thrive because we need that other company. But right now, if you ask me, Dave, as a fan of AEW, what do you want to see? I want to see I want to see CM Punk in a match with Hangman Page and I want to see Britt Baker in a match with Thunder Rosa. Both those things 
are not from what I'm seeing on Wednesday nights on TV. Both those things are what I'm seeing from outside. And to your point, Bully, whether it was intentional or not, when it came to that press conference, and I'm sure it wasn't intentional, nobody stopped CM Punk from talking. Nobody said stop. Like, we just saw in a press conference after WrestleMania a dirt sheet writer ask Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar how do they feel about the sale of the WWE. They shut that down. Like, they, they shut that down right away. Think of the greatest storylines ever from behind the scenes. Brett and Sean, how much money did they draw? Let's get that. We just rock and Cena. They had a lot of issues. There's all these things that go on behind the scenes. Um, and there's still... I, I actually go the other way really quick, Tommy, not to interrupt you. I actually think the backstage stuff between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels stopped them, prevented them from making money. Because if they would have done good business, who knows how long that story could have gone for. Yes, but then it, it introduced the Montreal screw job, all that stuff, or like guys wanting to be the best, guys wanting to be, and that determined, or, you know, it, the business would have been completely changed if that behind-the-scene rivalry never happened. I agree. Both their careers probably would have been better, and they've boasted, but think of how many years we're still talking about this one. Tommy, mean, if you look at it, the way the Montreal screw job transpired, it was like, Looking in the back, yeah, and, and the whole it punch just, it just happened live on TV rather than. Um, I mean, even uh, you know, Bully, were you there when Kurt Angle and, and uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero got into it? Yes, like that shit could have blown up tremendously, but because there were no cameras and nobody was there except for the boys, it never really blew up. But to the point of what Tommy just brought up about the Montreal Screwjob, they turned it into good business on TV with the Vince McMahon character. They took something that happened off 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 camera and they put it on camera for the sake of good business. Sheik was afraid of getting stretched. I want to say against Luthez, he he ran out of the ring, screwed over all the people, and he hid under a car in the winter. And he was just being a crazy person because he's the crazy. It built his own lore. I literally saw that same thing happen with Terry Funk did at the ECW arena and he was acting like a friggin' lunatic and we were running away from him. Uh, by the way, Bubba, what did he do to you that night? The night he got burned by Cactus Jack, he smacked me in the face. Did you say anything to provoke him or do anything? He was, he was being I was, wild. I man. was, I was hiding as far away from Terry Funk as I possibly could. And somehow he wound up walking right towards me. And I said, are you okay, sir? And he smacked me in the face. Cameras are around. We got something with this guy named Bully Ray and Terry Funk. We keep going back to these two issues in AEW that seem juicier backstage and in front of the camera with the elite and Punk and with Thunder and Britt Baker. I, Tommy just brought up another scenario of of guys that did not get along in the back in Brett and Sean who went out there and did business. We always talk about Edge and Matt and Lita. Very, very personal. They brought it to the ring and did business. 
Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, Karen Jarrett. Very, very personal. They brought it to the ring and did business. How about one we don't mention very often? Chris Benoit and Kevin Sullivan. Very, very personal. Did very good business. How are all of these guys, men and women, who with all of these personal issues, able to come together and put their ultra personal issues to the side and do business? How? I I don't know. Because somebody brought them together. Somebody said, enough's enough. Let's sit down. We're professionals who were taught from day one, much like the mafia, this is not personal. It's just business, even when it is personal. My point is this. It takes the top person, the top owner, the top booker, the top whatever in any company to say, all right, enough's enough. We're going to the ring now. Well, but no, but bully and, and in its respect, it would be Tony Khan. But now it's almost like the reverse. Now it's it's becoming more personal. And now you're airing your dirty laundry to the public. Now you 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 have no choice now but to have this go to the right because make it happen. But Britt Baker came to. on this show. Britt Baker came on this show. Yes. And she talked about how why couldn't Thunder even though Thunder Rosa was hurt, I feel bad that she was hurt. I'm not questioning why she was hurt, but why couldn't she still show up to work and cut promos? Why couldn't she still show up to work and do this and do that? Um uh, what's the other girl's name that she brought up? Who did it? Jamie Hater, not Jamie Hater. Uh, she's uh, like Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander did that. Chris Stat- Statlander still showed up to work. Chris Statlander still did this. Okay. Did did Tony Khan tell Thunder Rosa to stay home? I did mean, they book Thunder Rosa travel? Was Thunder Rosa booked to come to Dynamite and Rampage, but just no showed? Because if that's the case then Britt has a point. But if Dunda Rosa was never booked to be there because of her injury that couldn't, that kept her out of a ring, then Dunda Rosa can go do whatever the frick she wants because the company that she's working for did not book her to be there, nor did they purchase her airline tickets or book her hotel, hotel rooms. Mark, is that fair? It's fair assessment. And so I every- bully. She's there. She's there now. So, like, you could say, like, you're saying in the past, hey, she wasn't booked. Why didn't she come? But she's now doing Spanish commentary. So, Thunder's there now. So, it's almost like semantics. This is, it's two different topics. Yeah. The yeah. whole point is, is it too much that all this information is out there because there's cameras around in the back? There should, to me, there should never be that many cameras. I'll tell you, uh, guys. I remember with Johnny Valentine, I can't make you believe pro wrestling is real, but I can make you believe that I'm real. Yes. That's Johnny Valentine going out of his way to protect himself, his character, and the business on his own. We can all take it upon ourselves to do whatever we can to protect the business. In the NWA, there's cameras in the locker rooms. Not like uh, video cameras. There's a cameraman taking pictures. And I witnessed the cameraman taking pictures of me when I didn't want pictures taken, talking to certain people. And I said, 
don't take any pictures of me. He apologized. I said, let me see you delete them. And he deleted them right in front of me. And he's like, do you mind if I ask why? I said, because that's me protecting my business. There are things that you that people don't need to see. Not something scandalous of me talking to somebody, you know. It's protection of the business. Yes, it makes sense. All right, we got to wrap. This has been a great uh, edition of the Masters Class. Thanks. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the Busted Open Podcast. You only get the Masters Class here. Please go to podswag.com slash busted open. We have brand new merchandise that we just dropped WrestleMania week. And if you like what you hear, also subscribe to SiriusXM Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Busted open on SiriusXM Fight Nation. Busted open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.